Do you love love? Do you love black history? Well, if you do, you will definitely love I'll Tell You What. I'll Tell You What is a sister podcast to your favorite wedding pod, Hugh I Do, and I, Ashley, am your favorite rock tooth or storyteller that can't wait to tell you all about these very epic love stories. Every Monday, new episodes come out where I share the weddings, marriages, and romances of some of our favorite and not-so-favorite Black figures throughout time. You learn a lot about a person when you learn about how and who they love. Now, we bask on these relationships not to be messy, but to remind us all of the passion in our past and to humanize the people we place on pedestals. So basically, it's all love. Black history. You can find new episodes of I'll Tell You What on the Tube of You or YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. See you in the pews. Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Hugh I Do, the podcast brought to you by your favorite cousins on the bright side. Welcome back to our two-part series on grief. If you have not listened to episode one, I suggest you go back and listen to that one first. Today, we are continuing our conversation about the complex emotions that come with loss. Let's dive into part two of our journey into understanding and navigating grief. I promise you, you, like this is probably going to be one of like the most downloaded episodes, just because... A lot of people deal with yeah. like, a lot of the things that you're talking about. A lot of sure. people deal with it and mm-hmm. not everyone has the money to get the help that they need. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that are still like, I don't know about therapy. Yeah. You know, yeah, granted, it's becoming more like more of a thing now, but mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people that are like, mm, mm-hmm. not for no, me mm-hmm. yeah, that's not for me. Thank you for being like, in depth. <laughs> sure, sure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the permission. Thank you for the space. So for those that are grieving the absence or a loss of a relationship, such as like an absentee parent mm-hmm. or a really horrible fight between, you know, your best friend or a friend or even a family member, because that mm-hmm. could also happen too. Yeah. And so like if this person was supposed to be in the wedding and then they did not show up for you, you know, how would you handle this? Or how should you handle this type of situation? Because this is another form of grief as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's, I think that's really tough. I think similar to, you know, the last question is definitely recognizing your feelings, the feelings that you have about it, the feelings of anger, resentment, grief, you know, sadness, depression, relief sometimes maybe like, I want to be before I want any right. Like we have to be honest about all those pieces. Gratitude, you know, just recognize the, the entire, you know, spectrum of emotions that you may be having. If you have the space available, you know, like sharing that openly in safe spaces, if it's counseling or if it's, you know, a trusted person or a loved one, sharing it in those spaces. I think maybe getting clarifying for yourself and maybe getting honest with yourself about what the expectation was, right? Like sometimes we just have an idea, right? Like we, this is how it's supposed to be, right? And I think society has a lot to do with that and environment and and family values and tradition, all of that stuff plays a lot into what we do, especially with our weddings, right? Tradition is one of the biggest things. So we may have to like 
ask ourselves and challenge and question, you know, assess our values and really ask, like, is this my value? Do I want to do this because it's tradition or do I want to do this because it's really important for me? Right. Like, you know, so being able to come to that space where you can probably ask yourself that and really, you know, how, how am I feeling about this? Right. Like the last time I saw my dad was I was 19 years old and now here I am like this age and he's not in my life, right? Like really giving yourself the, the permission to, to acknowledge that stuff and maybe the significance of those relationships, what they meant to you. And and I think just, just getting it out, right? Like sometimes as we process through that, it's, you know, acceptance is the answer to all of our problems today, right? Like that's a, that's a quote from like, Alcoholics Anonymous. So like, that's one of their, their models, their principles, right? Like if I can accept, right, whatever it is that's going on, it's not about the thing. It's about my feelings and my thoughts about the thing, right? So I want to acknowledge that like, that's not an easy task, right? Like we, I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying glaze over things. And I am saying that like, you know, we may have to accept the things that we can't change. So for those who may be familiar with the serenity prayer, right? Like God grant me the serenity to accept what I can't change, the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference because sometimes we may be fighting a losing battle, right? So if this is someone that if I come to this place where I realize that like, it's really important for me to have this person in my wedding and I want to reconcile and I want to, you know, really try to like have them be a part of this moment moment, then you, you address the situation. You try your best to like reconcile and forgive and work through if they are willing, right? Like you can't fight for something alone. You can't be in that ring by yourself. So if this person is open to a conversation or if you are at the place where you're ready to forgive or ready to welcome them back into your life, by all means, if they're, but both parties have to be willing, but it starts with you really getting clear with how do I feel about this and where, why do I feel this way about that? What's the significance of me having this person here? And is it realistic, right? Like maybe I have zero contact with them, right? If I have, I don't know anywhere where they are, then I'm going to be working on that, right? That's going to be a lot of internal work, you know, in whatever way you do that, whether it's through your faith, whether it's through, you know, like traditional counseling, whether it's through just like talking it out, that's just going to be that internal stuff. And another thing with grief is that it, you know, again, like I said, said earlier, it's, it's that adjustment to change and it's this longing, like we're longing for what that thing meant to us. Right. So like, if I go back to like the blueberry muffin example, right. If Starbucks doesn't have a blueberry muffin, I can go somewhere else and get a blueberry muffin or I can get a piece of banana bread. Right. And that Mm -hmm. kind of like, it replaces for me that, that craving that I may have had. So looking out to the other things that may be a supplement, right? Or or something else that kind of like help to fulfill that purpose. So in speaking of like a father figure, right? So maybe your dad wasn't there. Maybe you had an uncle, right? Maybe you had a big brother. Maybe you had, you know, Mr. John across the street who watched you grow up, right? Like looking at that and if it's like a friend, right? That you thought would be a part of it. Well, maybe not focusing so much on who hasn't, who's not here. Let's focus on who is here and like really practicing a lot of gratitude and appreciation like y'all. I really appreciate y'all for showing up for me, right? Like my my family, my friends, whoever, right? They may not be here. So I think that's an opportunity to refocus in addition to like really looking at what's actually happening there. I love that you said reframe your mind and like look at who's actually present, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, because when you dwell on something, it kind of like eats away at you and it kind of festers and you get even yeah. more upset or you get even like all those emotions are there. And yes, they are 
all valid, but but try to focus on the positive. So I love the way that you put that. Yeah, thank you. And you've been giving us so much so so far. <laughs> so truly appreciate it. But yes, you're welcome. We've already talked about how grief is this big thing, right? It's the elephant mm-hmm. in the room. It's this mm-hmm. thing that's larger than what we can comprehend sometimes. How do we then fit those feelings, whether it's mourning someone that passed away or like the absentee parent relationship or any of those types of feelings into a new happy marriage? Because I can imagine that is also a very big thing that can impact possibly your relationship. Yeah, no, I I love that. And I want to give a disclaimer, right, that like, None of the answers that I'm giving are one size fits all, right? Like this mm-hmm. is based off of my life experience, based off of my counseling experience, based off of just my observations of people, right? And like, so it, it could be right, it could be wrong, it may not work, right? And people are just very themselves, right? So it's like, you be like, I tried all that stuff that podcast said, and ain't nothing, none of it worked, right? So <laughs> managing your expectations is important, <laughs> right? But because um, there, there really is no one size fits all. And, you know, ladies, I really I really like this question. I like all of them. But this question is so important because when your relationship is entering into the stage of marriage, there's this expectation that there's like all this joy and this happiness. And we're, you know, in, entering this new adventure. And I'm sad. Right. Like I'm grieving, like all those things. So it, it, can, it can just become really complex and it can be, become really funky. So I, I think I may have said it before awareness, right? Just like noticing all of it and identifying it, right? Like you might not have know the specific names of certain emotions, but just kind of like acknowledging it and identifying it. And when you have the spaces, giving yourself the permission to feel it. And for I encourage feeling over numbing. And we talked about numbing a little bit earlier. Numbing is, it's a catch 22 because it's like, if you numb this, if I numb the bad stuff, you're going to numb the good stuff as well, right? Like there's no, it, it, it numb is numb. So, and sometimes it's, it's automatic, right? Some of us, that's our, our stress response. That is, you know, that, that defense that we've had our entire lives. So sometimes we have to unlearn certain things in order to do something differently. So that's just a a side note, but being honest about where you are with your partner, right? Being honest about what it is that's going on for you. If you are on the receiving end, if it's your partner who may be dealing with all of these feelings of grief, being honest as well. Like, yeah, babe, I hear you. And sometimes it's just really heavy, right? So like, I need you to have another space instead of dumping it on me, right? Like sometimes you have to say that. And simultaneously, you know, be, uh, be a safe space, be compassionate, be empathetic, be, be patient in that process, not place the expectation that like they should have been over this or they need to be happy or, you know, any of those different things you need. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. You're going to be like, dad, like I came in here. I was, I was feeling all good and his mood all day. That is going to happen. Right. So again, this is not going to be a a one size fits all, Mm -hmm. but as you are noticing those things, you know, recovering from it, right? Like being, acknowledging it and being accountable. Like, look, yesterday, I know I was really down and I just want to own that. Or like, hey, I'm glad you're in a better mood. Earlier, I was feeling a little neglected because, so I'm just wondering, are you okay? Right? Like checking in with your partner about that because 
now it's just you and them, right? Like there is everything else doesn't matter. It matters, but it doesn't matter as much as this, this decision that you've made, as this commitment that you've made and grief, because it's so big, it can swallow you up, right? And and if we're not acknowledging it, if we're not talking about it, it, it we got to expose it because it's sneaky as well, right? So we we got to take the mask off, pull, call it out because it, it will sneak up in there and have you side eyeing the person that you just married, right? Like, he being compassionate. He ain't doing it. It's just like, no, I think you actually told him what you was feeling, right? Like, I right. think that you internalizing his behavior. He just be in there playing the game, right? He thought that you was having your own time. Like, right? So we, we make up these stories in our heads, right? Like, we, it's always, it's, it's always going on. So we got to expose the story. We got to be honest. Like, the story that I'm telling myself, that's a phrase that I encourage, right? That, that people say, and I make the phrase up. But just being able to ask that, figuring out what's the narrative that's going on. Like, the story I'm telling myself is that he don't care right now. He didn't even realize that, like, it's the week that my mom died. He don't even realize that, you know, whatever it is, right? And I, I don't mean to just, like, you know, <laughs> use the gender, but, like, whichever side you're on, right? Like this person did not recognize that like I was reading. So communication is big, active communication, you know, um, sharing in safe spaces. Again, I, I recommend having one or two safe spaces outside of your spouse. And that don't mean that you go telling them you and all your spouse business, but that does mean that you have to be mindful of not exhausting the source, right? Because in some mm-hmm. cases, and this may be a gender bias, but in mm-hmm. some cases, men are a lot more wired to be fixers, right? So I can just be having a rough time, right? And I don't need you to fix it, but I'm like, oh my gosh, babe, and this and this and this and this. And he wants to jump into fix it mode. And I'm like, I don't, you know, so like it can be this disconnect. So if I want to vent, I need to go talk to my safe space. I need to talk to my therapist. I need to do this. Right. And if I want to, you know, like being mindful about like, what, what do I need from this person right now? What am I expecting from them? So to summarize this, right, as you are bringing this into your marriage, it's just acknowledging it. You got to expose it. You got to, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. And sometimes that's not always easy because some people are used to avoiding and pushing it down and pushing it away. But we have to, if we're coming into this new space, we have to kind of like, I heard it this way um, from somewhere, you know, when you're getting married, it's kind of like a business merger, right? So we have to, we have our set of, you know, standard daily operations, right? And you have yours. We got to come together and decide what do we do with this, right? Like I'm, I'm always used to just like stuff in my feelings. We don't, we ain't talk about that in my house. That's not what we did. What do we do in our house, right? So getting clear about that. And, and my hope is that people are preparing as much to be married as they are to have a wedding, right? Like that's that's the hope because this you about to you gotta you building a whole lot new life with someone, right? And we that's not always a part of the conversation. So when these big things do happen, we go to our opposite ends of the house, right? Because this is how I used to deal with it, and this is how your family used to deal with it, and this is now we now we beefing because like we didn't talk about what's going on and that happens real quick too (laughs) real quick very (laughs) definitely communication is definitely key because Mm -hmm. once you two in a house together granted there's a lot of people who live together prior to the marriage but sure well I kind of feel like things definitely change Mm -hmm. once the I do's and you sign that paper and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know the wedding day all the glitz and the glam is over yeah, and you yeah, gotta come back real. when the real work <laughs> yeah. starts. <laughs> yes, it yes, real. it gets real, real, real quick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yes, all right. So 
How should we handle accountability if that has been a catalyst to our grief? Own your stuff, right? Like, that's <laughs> dry, right? Like, and that that's very layered, right? Because I think because we are selfish and we, you know, focus from self-interest, right? We want to justify and it, it's so much easier to see what somebody else is doing or somebody else hurt us instead of like owning our stuff and owning our behavior and acknowledging what we did. Uh, We may feel just really self-righteous about certain things. So my biggest thing is just, just being, being honest with yourself, right? Like I've heard it said, like, do you want to be right? Or you want to be in a relationship, right? Like, so we can, we can quote that. And that's not, that's not in every situation, right? If you're being abused, no, we ain't got to be in relationship, right? But in most cases, we have to ask ourselves, do I want to be right? Or do I want to be in relationship? And different doesn't equal wrong, right? So a lot of times we think that just because your perspective is different, that it is wrong because it's different from mine, that it's wrong and I'm right. And that may not be the case. So just, you know, you got to be a grown up, right? You're not going to always get your way. You have to own your stuff. And if you want, if this relationship matters to you, if you want this person a part of your day, if you want them in your wedding, whatever the case might be, you have to weigh out what, like, what are, what am I, what's the, what's the risk? Like, what's the sacrifice? Am I willing to really lose this over this situation? You have to determine where you are with that. And everybody is in a different space and, and place in terms of forgiveness and reconciliation. So I can't put that on anybody, right? But where I am in my life and in my process, I got to look at myself first. That has taken time. And it's I'm still in that process of like looking at myself first, right? Like, all right, I know how I'm feeling, but what else is going on here, right? So looking at yourself, being accountable, apologizing, right? Acknowledging where you were wrong and being intentional about doing it differently, right? Being intentional about hearing that person and how they hurt you. And I think it's really hard to hear when somebody tells you what, what you did to them because we want to jump to defend ourselves and we want to be like, uh-uh, but that's not what I meant. And uh-uh, uh-uh. we're not worried about intent, right? This is how, this is what happened, right? Like let's just yeah. acknowledge what happened and doing that as much as possible from a less self-interested way, right? Like I'm not, and, and, I, and I think maybe we've all been guilty of that. I know I'm guilty of it, right? Like when we like, all right, well, I said what I did wrong. Now it was your turn. It's like, what if they don't think if they're not there yet, I can't force this person to be at this place where they also realize that they were wrong. If I want to reconcile that I have to be honest about where I was wrong. And I may also have to accept that this person isn't ready to forgive me. Because that that would be control, right? Like if I'm I'm like, well, I apologize. Why you ain't why you ain't forgive me yet? Why aren't you not mad anymore, right? Like sometimes we have that expectation. I think we see a theme here. A lot of this is, is connected to our expectations, right? But yeah. we, we may have the expectation of like, all right, well, I said I'm sorry and I, I'm trying, I'm doing different, and this person may be slow to forgive. And that is their prerogative, that's their choice. So Again, it takes a lot of maturity. It takes a lot of, you know, like dying to yourself, dying to your flesh, you know, turn, biting your tongue, turning the other cheek and not just like, you know, gritting your teeth and burying it, right? Like really working through like, dad, like I really wanted that to happen and it didn't. And I'm really, you know, like working through these difficult emotions. Like you gotta be, be honest with yourself, right? If like, if I did something that, that and now this person don't want to be a part of my wedding, like I gotta own that. 
if I can, I want to share, you know, maybe how this has shown up in my life. Right. So as I may have noted earlier, my husband and I, we got, we got legally married. Like we went to the courthouse one day and it may have been our plan to like surprise our family. Like we didn't, we didn't tell anyone. And, um, it was our plan to surprise them. And we were, you know, planning a wedding and we, you know, we got, we actually got engaged publicly after that he wanted to surprise me and do that. So it was like this backwards way of like how we got married. And we only recently started telling people that like, oh, hey guys, we are married and maybe we were going, we, we may still be planning a wedding, but finances is financing and life is life and right. So that's been a really, really hard process of like coming clean with something of that, that I did and like how it may have hurt people. And regardless of my intent, like if my intent was to like surprise people and for it to not hurt people's feelings, you know, it was still a lie. I was still dishonest, right? We were still dishonest. So like owning that right now and like, you know, people are like, oh shoot, well, when, when did that happen? And, and how, and you know, so all of these questions. So having to be in this space where like, I'm not, I wear, and I want to defend myself because I want to explain everything, right? Because I, I want, I still want you to look at me in a positive way, in a positive light. But it's just like, it is what it is, right? So I have to own however it is that you might feel about a choice that I made and how it may have hurt you. And when, if and when this wedding, the actual wedding does happen, you know, I have to own how, how you might feel about that, right? And the grief that comes along with that. So like I said, it, to, to me, that's just kind of like related to that question. So I appreciate you guys for like letting me share that. But it's a very real thing that like, we don't always anticipate how our behavior is going to impact someone, even when it's not like malicious, right? But it, it still has an impact. And it doesn't mean that we're any less accountable is, is what I'm going to say about that. So just owning owning your stuff is, is super important. Hmm. Well, that would have been hard. Very, very hard. Yeah. Yes. And thank you so much for sharing that with us because yeah. it definitely puts, you know, that question and everything, you know, into perspective as well, because that's a real life situation that you're actually going through right now. Right. And like Absolutely. you said, you're still telling people, hey, we got married. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like if my really good friend, like, for example, if Ashley and Ed got married, and didn't tell anybody, I would be like, well, I'm your best friend. Why didn't you tell yeah. me? You know, so like right. I can understand yeah. that. Mm -hmm. And my parents, who that's going to be a whole different story, so, yeah. you know, especially in the black community, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. we take things personally <laughs> and we take things to heart. Even not saying that, nothing, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that this doesn't happen in other cultures. Oh. I don't know about other cultures because I don't live other cultures, yeah, you know, I'm but black. yeah, I'm black, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure it happens in other cultures too, but definitely in the black community, we take things personally and we hold on to those feelings for quite some time. Not saying that it's right, sure, but it does happen. It so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you, for thank saying you so much that. for sharing. Absolutely. Yeah, but thank you. Thank you for being um, my safe space this evening. <laughs> well, for sure. For sure. But also I can see it from you and your husband's point of view. Like this is what we wanted to do. And so you all need to accept this because we've already accepted it, you know? Yeah. So I understand. I understand both sides. But yeah, you, I'll definitely be praying for you all as you I appreciate all, that. You know, no, thank through. you. Trust me, this. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. For sure. Final question. So <laughs> So this one may be a little lighter, but we like mm -hmm. to ask all of our guests that come on kind of from your lens, your experiences, what you've seen, what mm -hmm. advice would you give to someone that is navigating this stage of their life? They're engaged. 
Maybe it's their first engagement. Maybe it's not. But what have you? They're in this space. What would you tell them? My my first thing would um be alignment with your higher power, whatever you identify that is. For me, mine is God, obviously Jesus, right? But like as much of alignment and um, seeking in that space, doing what you can to learn more about yourself. Again, if that's therapy for you, that's great. If it's some other, you know, self-discovery tool, I think that's important as well. Doing what you can to, to learn more about yourself, staying connected and communicating with your partner. I think, and this is, I think this is another kind of like social thing, but weddings often become very bride centered. And this is in society in general, like when it comes to like emotions and like those types of feelings, right? Women, we, we have a privilege in being able to, to have like a, a wider show to be able to express a, a wider spectrum of emotions, right? So men don't really get that same grace and they don't get that same space. So if this is a heterosexual relationship that we're speaking about, and, and obviously this can apply to all relationships, but in, in that, in a male-female relationship, right? Like really making sure that you're staying connected and that you are checking in with, with your spouse, um, checking in with your partner and, and just like, you know, giving each other some grace and giving each other some permission to be where you are again, really staying connected because the, the, I think the wedding planning is just, it can be really stressful and we're already dealing with life stuff and, and all that stuff. Right. So it can be really easy to tear. It can just easily tear us apart and, and have you thinking like, why the heck am I doing all of this? Right. Like we, we paying all this money and planned all this, but we beefing, right? Like, how is this even possible? So doing what you, what you can to stay connected, as I may have mentioned a few times earlier, checking yourself, you know, so that accountability, that self-reflection, you know, having an awareness of what your expectations are, managing and checking your expectations, decentering yourself and understanding that this isn't all about you. Yes, this is your day, you guys' wedding day, and all these other people are also involved. And you've invited all these other people into it. So they have a role, you know, as much as often, you know, like keeping all those things into perspective. Perspective is, is just going to be huge. And that's where sharing in those safe spaces helps when it gives you that perspective, right? Like every now and then, like, your therapist or the people, they're not going to, they're not going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear, you know? So sometimes what we need is to get that stuff out of our heads, identify where we might be thinking, you know, unclearly about it and how we may need to reframe some things and keep it all in perspective. Like, and, and in terms of grief, like people are literally here today and gone tomorrow, right? Like, Everything is happening so quickly. So when you look back, and I, I feel like I hear this a lot, like when people look back on their wedding days and like on the wedding planning process and like all the stress and all the all the stuff, you'd be like, yo, I lost some years, right? Like mm-hmm. with all that energy, just keeping that in perspective, right? Like, is this worth it, right? Like, do we even need this cake? People don't even eat cake. Let's bake some cupcakes and put a ring on it, right? Like <laughs> being able to, you know, like as as much as you can, keep it simple, you know, being honest with, with where you are, but it, you know, just, and, and do what you can to embrace, embrace the moments, right? Just being present. And I think sometimes we, we hyper-focus on things that don't really matter. And, you know, when the, after the day passes, you think back and like, yo, we didn't even use those party fit, whatever it is, right? Like I think that happens and now you're having all this remorse, right? So as as much as you can, 
perspective, awareness, you know, communication, staying connected, being accountable, being honest and operating, acting in that love, right? Like this day is supposed to be about love and not just the love of these two people, but like we are sharing our love with you and love, it goes the extra mile, right? Love going to be understanding love, you know, and it don't mean let people take advantage or abuse you, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you got to communicate, but just understanding that we are all experiencing some level of stress under in these times. So we just got to, we got to be compassionate to others and be compassionate to ourselves. That was a perfect way of summing that up. Thank Mm -hmm. you. All right. Well, Edie, thank you so much for coming on today. We're going to move into wedding vendor love. Who would you like to shout out this week? I would like to shout out a wedding photographer and videographer, Native Hype Films. He can be found on Instagram. You can look up Native, N-A-T-I-V, with no E, N-A-T-I-V, Hype, H-Y-P-E, Films, F-I-L-M-S. In the Philly, Jersey, Delaware area, um, he does uh, wedding photography and videography. Really, really great. And I don't think that you'll be disappointed. So you can look him up on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. Well, Edie, you have given us so much to chew on, to marinate on, to think about. As Tania mentioned earlier, I definitely feel also as if this is going to be one of those episodes that a lot of people listen to, maybe even share, because a lot of what you said, I feel applies to just life. You you don't even have to be engaged. You don't even have to like be dealing with anything because grief and these feelings hit you regardless, right? It could be Tuesday and a random song comes on the radio or on your Spotify because no one's listening to the radio anymore, but you know, (laughs) and you know, that can start all of this stuff to bubble up. So with all that being said, I feel as if a lot of people may be like, I want to hear more from her. I want to know more. I need somebody to help me out. So basically, where are you? Plug all the things you have going on. Where can the good people find you as well? Absolutely. Sure. So if you are seeking counseling services, I am licensed in Pennsylvania and Delaware. So unfortunately, if you are not a resident of either of those states, I'm not able to take you on as a client individually. However, I do have different group offerings at different times of the year. And you can find a lot of that information if you would like to become a client of mine, consultation services. If you are also a counselor and also some professional development, if you're a counselor, you can find a lot of that information on my website, which is E-D-E-D-I-E-R king k-i-n-g dot com so you can find all of the information there if you would like to follow me you can follow my therapy page at king counseling services and that's on instagram i'm not on twitter or x or whatever you call that (laughs) and i'm i'm still familiarizing myself with the tiktok world but um that's where you can find me a lot of my information is is right on my website again at edrking.com and um on my instagram if you just want to stay connected like i said if you're not in pennsylvania or delaware i may not be able to have you as an individual client but i do offer a support group for women who have either recently ended a relationship or want to just find healthier ways to be in relationships and romantic relationships 
relationships. Maybe you've been unlucky in love or feel like you're unlucky in love. I don't really believe in that, but maybe you've had your your fair share of toxic relationships, if you will, and you just want to find some better ways to, to be healthy. So I run a six-week support group. Next cohort may be starting in October. So like I said, if you want to find out more information, go to my website, get on my mailing list, and you can just learn some more about what other offerings I have. I do want to add one more thing. Yeah. Um, I'm also an author. So if you guys want to purchase my book, it is called My Peace is Most Important. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a 31-day devotional, which um, each day it just has a tidbit on a different topic related to managing, maintaining your peace, refining your peace. And then there are, um, you know, like journaling prompts at the end of each day. So you can purchase my book either on Amazon. You can just search My Peace is Most Important. You can search it on Amazon or you can just go right to my website and I will uh, mail you a signed copy. So if you would like to support me in that way, you can you can do that as well. Love, love, love that. Yes. Thank you. And maybe a Christmas gift for some folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like we all need a little bit more peace in today's time. So, so yeah, if you, if you would like to, you can absolutely, you know, purchase one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Edie, for coming on. Thank you to everyone that has listened so far. All (laughs) right, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to follow us everywhere you can. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube. You can find us at H-U-I-D-O-W-E-D, which is Hugh I Do Wed, or at Hugh I Do Pod, which is H-U-E-I-D-O-P-O-D on pretty much any of those platforms. In addition to that, if you want to know more about any of the amazing wedding vendors we've shouted out or any of the really cool wedding vendors we've had on the show as guests or just some awesome wedding vendors in general that maybe you don't know of, head to find.huido.com. There you're going to find over 600 wedding vendors that can help take you to your happily ever after. And no matter where you listen to Who I Do, if you could, please leave us a review. It will help other bride-to-be's and other people in the wedding planning space find a podcast that speaks to them as much as Who I Do speaks to you. 